Hello there and you're very welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan with you for the next hour or so. Uh, I'm going to be looking at all the latest in tech and also um, answering any questions you might have. You can text uh, 87 or you can ring uh, 69 um, If uh, Any tech-related questions, anything with phones, TVs laptops, anything like that, um, I'd be more than happy to, to do my best or to look up um, what I can and answer your questions. So, uh, But for the meantime, we're going to be having a look at, at uh, what is going on. It Actually, I have a bit of... I've had a, Last week, I was talking about um, the PlayStation 5, and I finally managed to get one, so that's great. I got the disc edition, and I've had a week of using it, and I have to say, overall, it definitely lives up to expectations. It's uh, It's been quite good now. Very, very uh, quick boot up. Um, there was a lot of talk about the controller, and there was two aspects of the controller that were being talked about by reviewers and things like that, is the... Um, the triggers which get like get progressively harder say if you're doing like a shooting game and you want to uh hold in the trigger you know it gets harder to do and it's all all these are demonstrated in the game that's included in the PlayStation 5 the Astro game um and the other thing was the haptic feedback um the that uh was much more like before it was just vibration motors pretty much uh the just if you're driving a car game or something and you go into gravel or something it just vibrates and shakes and that's it whereas this is much more precise and different types of vibrations and it can really help the controller to mimic different surfaces like it, it's very good in that game the, that game is just pretty much a demonstration for the controller uh, but it's a good little game as well, the the Astro game that's included in the PS5. So one part he's walking along, uh, the little character is walking along like a metal surface and it's ding, 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 ding. And you can really feel it through the through the controller. It's really well done and they use audio from the little speaker that's built into it as well to kind of uh, uh, put the whole thing together. I actually... I would actually recommend uh, to turn the volume down on your TV or your surround sound system or something a little bit or down to, you know, pretty low while you're trying that. Just so it gives you actually the sound from the controller gives you, along with the vibrations, gives you, uh, makes it more effective, you know, the effect that they're trying to give. And I, I found that the if the TV is loud, it kind of overpowers that a bit. Uh, so that's that's a good thing I'd recommend. But the third thing is, uh, that they don't talk about, especially in that Astro game, is the six-axis is very um, prominently used in it as well. Um, there's a part where the character puts on a suit, like uh, makes him into like a robot monkey, and he's like climbing the wall. And you, for that, you you actually need to lean the controller left and right and left and right, and tilt it back and forth to swing. He's like on a on a rope, and he swings around and around. Um, and you actually need to be tilting the controller back and forth and up and down and things like that as well. So that is, I know that was in previous controllers, but they kind of, they went away from it a bit. Uh, in, in they, they put it into the, the technology into the previous controllers, but then they kind of stopped using it. So that's kind of back and it's been used and they want to integrate the whole thing together. So yeah, that's... Um, that's definitely part of it as well. So, yeah, I'd highly recommend it so far. Uh, to, to be honest, that's the only PlayStation 5 game I've played. 
I logged in with my actually uh, another thing is the I actually put up a YouTube video um of the unboxing and all that on YouTube and I was doing some of this stuff on it but um I have to say the transition between the PlayStation 4 and 5 was really good um I had my PlayStation 4 plugged in turned on and plugged into the internet uh with a LAN cable and I did the same with the PlayStation 5 and so the PlayStation 5 searched for a PlayStation 4, found it, and then transferred all my data over and gave me a list of all my games, and then I decided which ones. And obviously, my PlayStation 4 has 2 terabytes, and the PlayStation 5 is only like 750 gigs, so I had to decide uh, which games I wanted. So I just picked some of my favorites, uh, Gran Turismo and uh, some of the VR games, which I can't use yet because I don't have the PS4 or PS5 camera. Uh, I have the VR headset and I have everything else, even the little converter dongle that you need also, uh, which Sony will send you for free. But I don't have the camera yet. I think uh, Santa Claus is going to bring me that. So um, uh, that will be so uh, I'll be able to use the VR headset uh, at Christmas time. But uh, it transferred the games like strangely quickly. <laughs> it was like 10 minutes and I had like Gran Turismo and like a five or six games, you know, out of my f- maybe 30 games were all on it. Uh, it was very good. It was very quick. Um, it's very, very quiet. It's almost completely silent, the console, until you put a disc in it. I had um, the Street Fighter pack of all the old Street Fighters uh, game. And I just put it in to try it out, cause I, just to try out a disc. So it, that was grand. It was burning, but it is it's, it's extremely loud the disc. And I actually left it in it and forgot about it. And then the next morning, I was trying out the. I was just going playing the PlayStation again. Turned it on, and all of a sudden, a really loud noise, and it like reminded me immediately. So it was really like an afterthought putting the disk drive. I think that the the it's by the design and it, even the the way it's it doesn't even fit with the design really of the of the console itself. It's really in a V shape, and all of a sudden there's this big lump on the side of it where they just added a disk drive. So it was really an afterthought, and yeah, they 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 just stuck it on the side for people who are insisting they wanted to keep their disk drive. So. You can really tell that, you know, that the, the maybe the digital only version would probably is more aesthetically pleasing, but I'm happy to have it anyway. And yeah, it is loud. It is like I think it's probably louder than the PlayStation 4, the disk drive. Uh, but most people, I suppose, won't be using it. And, you know, uh, I don't mind it anyway. Uh, it doesn't bother me too much. But uh, overall, I love the controller. Yeah, it's really it is really good. It's heavier than and it's wide. It's bigger. It's wide. It's definitely wider than the previous controller. It feels you know better built and more substantial. Um, it makes the old PS4 and PS3 controllers feel hollow and you know um, and have kind of less substance to them. So uh, yeah, I'd highly recommend it. And I've actually two other items I've reviewed this week. Um, well. I've I've used this week and now I'm reviewing is um I've been using the Xiaomi Mi Band 4 the uh which is just a band it has um heart rate monitor and things like that and then the new model came out and you know I've liked the other one the the one downside to the other to to the 4 see I got the 5 now but the one downside to the 4 the reason I got the 5 is because of the charging you had to take it out of its strap which was it's difficult enough to do because it's a tight fit as it should be so you don't lose it and uh 
placed it into the charger and sometimes it wouldn't sit in properly and it was in a little cradle and you had to kind of push it into it and sometimes it didn't clip in properly and I'd often get up in the morning and it wouldn't be charged at all but the, the, it was really good you know once it charged up it lasted for two weeks at least two weeks it was very very good um, battery life um, so I, the new model has a magnet charge and it's the easiest thing ever. It's just like you just take off the watch and uh, put the magnet anywhere near it and it'll just pull itself onto it and clip onto it perfectly. So it's very handy. Uh, it has the same kind of battery life, but it has more. You can control your camera with it. So you can use it as a remote control. If you, say, have your camera on a stand and you want to take a group photo or something, you can use your watch to do that. Um there's yeah there's additional so, uh, there's before uh, the previous model had like an individual you could just press it and it'll give you a heart rate this one can do like your heart rate uh, uh, over a, uh, different periods along the day and tell you how your heart rate was it gives you a chart of how your heart rate was and things like that your bpm um, and it has all the other stuff that the previous model has i'm still actually just exploring it now because i only got it yesterday actually I ordered off their, their Irish website, Xiaomi's Irish website, and it came in like the the next day or two. Day. I ordered in the morning and it came the next day, so it was very fast. So if it's something actually, it's only 30 euro or something like that, or 30 something euro. So uh, it's something that would be, if you ordered one, it would be there for Christmas and battery life. Like my sister has the Samsung one and she was charging it every four or five days or something. And this is two weeks, and it actually lasts two weeks, uh, so it's very good. And it charges pretty quick too, in an hour or two. But um, as a cheap, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure there is much better ones for you know more money. But um, I found it quite good. And the other thing I was using, um, it was actually smaller than I thought for some reason. It was the Lenovo uh, smart, uh, smart Clock. Yeah, it's in a, it's a it's pretty much the it's it's like if you got the Google Home Mini and you just stuck a tiny well not it's, I suppose it's not that small, it's the size of a maybe a, a medium sized phone screen onto the side of it kind of so it's a it's a speaker, um the build quality is really good it has a, a USB on the back of it so you can plug a phone cable into it to charge your phone if you have it on the bedside which it's kind of designed for, um. You have a, n- a number of different faces for it. It's simple enough, you know. Uh, it's not uh, It's not going to show you recipes and do different things like some of the other ones do. It's really a bedside alarm clock, you know. Um, the only thing it does outside of the normal faces is it can access your Google Photos if, if you allow it to. And it can, like, ac- uh, has the clock, but only a small clock in the corner. And it, it, it can flick through your photos and things like that. Uh, have it as a photo album kind of thing, but... It it's limited enough in in what it does, but it does have um, Spotify and things like that. So it will you can ask it to play music. You can uh, it does like a rudimentary kind of simple um, uh, like it'll show you your recent albums and but you can't choose individual songs. You can just flick through the songs, but you can ask it by voice for anything. It has full Google Assistant for that. So, but when it comes to the screen, uh, when it comes to the clock, that is pretty good. 
uh, it up automatically updates the time and all that. So for daylight savings and all that, it'll work the same as your phone. It has the the it's connected to the Wi-Fi. Uh, for setting alarm, you just swipe it to the side. I did it last night when I set it up. Uh, I set up the two alarms that I would be using uh, for different days of the week, and um, I prepared them and uh, yeah, very easy to do. So you, in the future now, if I want to need to set alarm, just swipe to the right. Uh, turn, press the alarm button to activate it and then swipe back left again uh, it's very good I tested out the, um, the how it, the brightness of the screen changes with the light and all that you know I turned on the light in the room and the screen brightened up turned off the light and it dimmed down but it was always visible always easy to see uh, so it's a simple little thing it's very good very robust um, the sound quality actually would be maybe just slightly below the Google Home Mini. So it's not going to, to you're not going to be having parties with it. Like it's not, it's not a super powerful speaker, but it does the job though. It does the job. Um, so that's the Lenovo Smart. There's actually one with just the plain, there's two versions of it. There's one with just the plain screen uh, that never changes. And there's the one, that, the, the one that I got that has, that can flick through different screens and, um uh has uh you can have the photo album and things like that but really it's not much more than the than the original one really uh but it's grand it was only like a 10 or more anyway so i think there was a sale on with them so it was like 40 or something like that um yeah so those there's uh, the 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 lenovo screen i'd you know give it maybe a Six out of ten, seven out of ten, maybe. Uh, the the watch, the Xiaomi Mi Watch Five, the new one. I'd give it for what it is. I'd give it like an eight, eight out of ten. It's very good. And the PlayStation Five, around another eight out of ten, maybe. So, uh, yeah, some good good stuff there. So let's look through some of the different bits and pieces. Um, an absolutely wild mod has brought real-time ray tracing to the Super Nintendo. So if anyone knows ray tracing, it's I haven't actually gotten to see it yet. I have the PS5, which does ray tracing, but I haven't got a game that does it. I want to get the new Spider-Man game, but I've, I'm after spending a fortune on the <laughs> on the console itself. So I don't, uh, I haven't, I haven't bought the game, the Spider-Man game yet. So that's, uh, I, but what ray tracing is is. Um, they showed I saw some demos of it, and I kind of originally thought it was well i it was something different than I thought it was originally it was like uh what I saw originally was like it was a dark room and there was like light shining in the room in this game, and uh the light was kind of uh as the character moved around the light moved and that's what it is too, but it also it's reflections as well, which I'm after finding out it's i suppose light shining in a room is reflections, but what I mean is like um image reflections as well so it's like the the demonstration i've seen recently is in spider-man is the the new game the miles morales game is that like if you walk up in if you notice in any computer game in the past if you walk up to like a mirror or something like that you're not going to see your own reflection you know the character's reflection in a mirror in glass uh in buildings in you're walking around in in uh one of the grand theft auto games and you're not going to see the character's own reflection in puddles or in the in the windows and things like that. But you do if you turn on ray tracing in the new Spider-Man game. So it's making it just more realistic and things like that. 
and how light affects things. So it's it's a, there's a there's a couple of different things, you know, re- reflections of light and reflections of images and things like that. So it's just more realism. Um, but uh, this is <laughs> somebody has managed to get it on the the Super Nintendo, <laughs> and they said that the PlayStation Five, you know, the PlayStation Four wouldn't have enough power to run it and all this. But some somehow somebody has got it on a. Got it on the Super Nintendo, some kind of a hack. Uh, ray tracing technology available for a few years on PC. Oh, okay. So they, what they have is maybe put uh, Super Nintendo games on a PC and then use that to power ray tracing on it or something like that. Uh, the PS5 has it. The Xbox Series X and X, um, X and S have it. And 30 years after its release, the Super Nintendo is getting it. No joke. The Nintendo console from the 19 from 1990 had ray tracing run on it. Thanks to an incredible mod by programmer Ben Carter. Uh, and it's done by a chip he's calling Super RT. Uh, ray tracing is usually used <laughs> to make games look more realistic by simulating the way light bounces off surfaces. Yeah, uh, learn, lead, um, Leading to color bleeding from bright objects and reflecting off shiny surfaces. As you can see from the video game, so there's a demo on The Verge website, you can see. Um, the the tech on uh, Super Nintendo isn't pushing any graphics boundaries. But come on, it's on Super Nintendo. Well, technically, it's on Famicom, which is the same hardware in different packaging uh, for Japan. The real magic, though, is that it's, totally st- it's a totally stock console, except for the fact that the top has been taken off to make room for a ton of wires. All of the processing is being done by a chip uh, Carter programmed and added to a game cartridge. Adding processing power to uh, Super Nintendo by adding another processor uh, to the game cartridge isn't something new. Uh, Nintendo did it with both Star Fox and Yoshi's Island. Of course, it was adding 3D functionality and special effects, uh, not ray tracing. To achieve real-time ray tracing, Carter didn't, uh, couldn't just use the old Super FX chip that Nintendo did. Instead, he had to use a modern field programmable gate of array chip, which allowed him to take information about the scene being rendered uh, by the Super Nintendo and process the ray tracing for it. If you want an in-depth look of how it's done, Carter has a blog post explaining how he did it. He also has a video explaining his methodology. So it's a super RT. You'll see it on um, on YouTube, the video. So <laughs> he managed to get ray tracing on a Super Nintendo. That's amazing. Um, HBO Max is coming to Roku. I noticed actually there was another one. HBO Max is coming to your PS5 as well. Um, I don't know if it's available in Ireland, though. I don't... I, 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 I don't think it is. I'm not sure, though. Uh, one of the biggest hurdles facing HBO Max is, uh, it is no longer a problem. The streaming service will finally be available on Roku and PlayStation 5. Uh, the move comes just after Warner Media announced that it will simultaneously release its 2021 movies on HBO Max uh, the same day it's debuted in theaters. The movie will follow Wonder Woman 1984 debuting on HBO Max uh, the same day. Oh, yeah. Um, Warner Brothers yeah so uh, that's that's. Uh, I don't know if it's available in Ireland though I, uh, I don't think it is so uh, that's in America they'll be on the PS5 I hope um, they start adding a few more the PlayStation 4 never had the UFC app um, the, uh, they, had, they have Netflix and Disney Plus and Amazon and all those but they never had the UFC app and Xbox did so I hope um, <coughs> the PlayStation 5 does get it so 
Uh, Google acquires Neverware, a company that turns old PCs into Chromebooks. Neverware says not to expect big changes. Uh, Neverware, based in New York City, makes a solution, uh, a software application called CloudReady that allows you to convert a PC into a system that runs Chrome OS. I suppose it's a good idea because um, if you look at any of the Chromebooks, they seem to be much more underpowered than um, than normal PCs, uh, which would be uh, handy for to convert to Chromebooks because or to convert old uh, laptops to Chromebooks because say if you have an old laptop from years ago with like two or three gig of RAM and um, an old processor and things like that that isn't able to handle Windows 10 or all the Windows updates and things like that maybe a more simple version of Chrome set up on it might work much better because it it, it seems to run a bit easier on, um, on lesser hardware because a lot of the Chromebooks uh, that say the kids have and things like that would be would be m- way more underpowered than than uh, a lot of the PCs and uh, the Windows uh, laptops and things like that. So, uh, but so Google have bought out a company that did these conversions. Uh, as the Chromebook site notes, some of the software that Neverware makes uh, could help Google continue to push Chrome OS updates to older devices. Also, they might actually use the software that they're designing. Oh, so that's pretty cool. Extending the time frame in which um, some Chromebooks can receive the latest software. Google hasn't said anything of the sort, so it's just hopeful speculation. Okay, uh, Google and Neverware are well acquainted. Google led an investment round in the startup back in 2017. Oh, so they were already kind of invested in them. Uh, Zoom is lifting its 40-minute meeting limit for several upcoming holidays. Catch up with loved ones while worrying about while not worrying about the time. Zoom will be lifting its 40-minute meeting limit for free accounts globally in recognition of several upcoming holidays. Oh, so that's good. Over like Christmas and New Year's and things, they they're going to have um, they're going to have free. Uh, yeah, December 17, 23rd, 30th. Uh, on on days of different holidays and things like that, um, Hanukkah and and Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and things like that. So, normally meetings with three or more people are hosted on Zoom's free tier can't last longer than forty minutes. If you want to talk longer, you have to go through the hassle of starting another meeting and getting everyone to join again. By removing the limit for these holidays, hopefully virtual meetups with friends and family can be less focused on the clock and more on catching up with loved ones. Uh, so that's good. Uh, as Google is letting free users host calls that last up to 24 hours through March 31st, 2021. Uh, so that's very good. Fair play to them for doing that. Uh, it's been very useful this year for people. It's became the new, you know, it used to be Skype or in America where Apple is more prominent. It used to be kind of FaceTime. Uh, but now it's became Zoom for everyone. Kind of <laughs> that's uh, having Zoom meetings and everything was the is the new buzzword. Um Twitter is returning retweets to the way they used to be. Uh, you won't automatically see the quote tweet prompt starting on Wednesday. Yeah, so that was a change they made coming up to the US election uh, to what they say was to try to stop um, stuff spreading too uh, too easily. So um, they have put it back to the way it was now again because the election is over and they got the results. So um, yeah, they, they put it back to the to the way it was again. They say they think it didn't work. What they're, I didn't. It doesn't say what they, what do they wanted to do. But 
uh, it didn't work anyway. They said the use of quote tweets increased, but 45% of them included single word affirmations and 70% had less than 25 characters. Uh, Twitter also saw a 20% decrease in retweets and quote tweets while the automatic quote tweet prompt was in place. But uh, I know it definitely had some effects. It had uh, personal effects on me. (laughs) I didn't kind of retweet things I was going to retweet or something. It was just like, you know, when something is not immediately, you can't just press retweet. It's like you have to quote tweet and you have to type something. And I was just like, okay, never mind. Uh, you know, something funny I saw or something like that. So I didn't. So it did. It did have some. It definitely had a major effects on lots of people. But they're claiming it didn't have as much as they wanted it to. An ex NASA engineer built an exploding glitter bomb to catch package thieves. Is there is there anything glitter can't do? I've seen this guy before. Actually, he's he's um, is he's named there? Mark Rober. Yeah, he has uh, lots of videos because uh. <laughs> the, he he also planted hidden cameras and like um, really smelly spray into a package as well when it was stolen uh, the whole thing was caught on camera and uh, the, they were stunk out of it <laughs> the people that did it and uh, yeah it was very funny he had it like linked up where it had seen the, seen the, the images back in case he didn't get the package back but a lot of times he did get it back people ended up throwing it out and he was able to follow the GPS and get to it so um, so yeah but this time he's done a massive glitter bomb so <laughs> oh glitter bomb 3.0 yeah because I, I was thinking there that I half remember him doing a glitter bomb before but I suppose he's adva- he's advancing it the whole time he disguises them as uh, as like um, playstations or <laughs> different different products whatever fits the size of his uh, thing and he, he videos the whole thing so it's very it's very entertaining um, Mark Rober on um, on YouTube you can see the glitter bomb 3.0 versus porch pirates <laughs> he calls them porch pirates that steal packages that people leave on doors and things like that so yeah it's always good actually packages and things like that to try if you have say if you're away at work and you know somebody that's at home nearby you know your neighbor or something that you trust um maybe to leave a note you know to, to ask them maybe to leave it at the next door neighbors for you or something like that that they take it in um because it does happen. People come to the door and see something on the ground and they'll just pick it up and walk away with it or they'll go around even there's videos. Uh, now I've only seen it in America and things like that. But look, I'm sure it could happen anywhere. Uh, people going house to house, like looking at uh, looking at packages, if there's packages there and just picking them up and running away with them. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back rare set footage centers on Carrie Fisher. So there's a new documentary uh, coming out. Uh, about Star Wars and the crew captures precious moments from the Star Wars sequel which you can watch now Uh, it's been 40 years since The Empire Strikes Back uh, brought a daring surprising and cerebral sequel to A New Hope uh, the space epic that introduced Star Wars to the world while you let that sink in celebrate its legacy 40 years it's mad isn't it Uh, like never seen before set footage released in Star Wars uh, YouTube channel Features tender moments with Mark Hamill, uh, Harrison Ford, and the late Carrie Fisher. Oh, so that's nice. It's called Celebrating 40 Years of Empire on YouTube, uh, if you want to have a look at that. Uh, so that's nice. 
uh, AirPods Max review. Okay, so there's a lot, there's a lot of talk about these. So um, Apple has brought out new uh, AirPods Max. They're not pods though. They're not the in-ear in-ear pods. They're just over-ear headphones. They're noise-canceling headphones. So they're there to rival the Sony XM4 and the Bose and Sennheisers and all those noise-canceling kind of high-end headphones. But they're massively overpriced. Um, they're £550 sterling. Uh, how much are they in euro? Uh, £549 um, euro. And they're 40, £549 sterling. Or dollars. And they're 49, £549 sterling as well. So that's like, it's even more expensive for people in the UK. Well, maybe because of Brexit and everything coming up. But uh, I presume they'll be around €550 euro to buy. Which is like 150 more than the best ones on the market, the Sony XM4s. So they are massively priced. So they they would have to be like a lot, lot better than the Sonys, um, or or the like or the Sennheisers or any of those. Um, and that's 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 a, a high bar to to get to. So uh, I haven't obviously tried them, but um, let's see what they say about them. When Apple first reviewed the new AirPods Max, um, or revealed the new AirPods Max noise cancelling headphones, many people obviously talked about the price. Uh, personally, I wasn't surprised by the highest price. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair play to you. Uh, and yes, for most like, but why not five hundred or four fifty? It's still fifty more than the. Like, why is the writer here at CNET? Why are they not surprised? Did uh, they expect to be overcharged by Apple? Is that it? <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. But because back in January, I'd heard through a reliable source oh, that over the years, the engineers and designers working on Apple's long-running over-ear noise-canceling headphone project had produced some spectacular-looking prototypes that were too expensive to manufacture without charging upwards of a thousand. Uh, so I kind of shrugged when I heard there were five forty-nine. Okay, so. But like, what's in it? I do, uh, there's nothing in them that looks like they they should cost so much i have um sound intone cx05s that are like solid metal and leather uh build and they were like 30 something quid so i don't think apple or the 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 it's the metal or whatever that's used in them that costs so much because it doesn't uh you know the those sound intones i have them for years and they're extremely rugged uh, uh so i don't get it with apple um but anyway it says some of the likes and dislikes here. Surprisingly comfort for their weight, impressive sound and build quality. Adaptive noise cancelling is top notch and so is uh, transparency mode, which I presume is when you're walking around so you can hear things. Uh, so you, it doesn't it doesn't isolate when you need some hearing. Uh, good headset performance for calls. Spatial audio is uh, virtual surround for iPhones and iPads is a sweet bonus feature. Yeah, this is all the stuff that Sony has as well. Automatically switching between iOS devices on your iCloud account, multi-point Bluetooth. So it's really for people that are into the Apple system and all that, and they want the, the headphones to interact. But I don't know how well the Sonys do, because I haven't used Apple products with them. Um, but uh the the dislikes expensive heavy and the smart case may be too smart yeah the smart case is the most i saw mkbhd doing a review and like he's a big apple fan but he even thought these were silly like uh the headphones don't fold they don't uh 
get any smaller in any way you just turn the 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 two headphones sideways and it fits into like a leather pouch and you think oh fair enough it is 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 uh um, protects them it doesn't the headphones poke out the bottom it's just it doesn't do anything you might as well just throw them in the bag as they are it just holds them sideways maybe uh but he said there's no handle on them like and the weakest part of them would be the the top the part that goes on top of your head and that becomes the handle then when you have them in because the case doesn't cover the whole thing it just covers the two cups that go over your ears so it's kind of a nonsense case that comes with it uh and as i say all this for 550 quid <laughs> so it's crazy like uh no manual way to power off and no cable included for wired use so there's no power button that's weird android users lose a couple of key features uh people around you can hear what you're listening to even if you or if you have the volume up uh, they leak sound also and like the sony's definitely don't anyway uh because i've i've tested that uh because i have them the xm4s and they definitely don't are they worth 550 ultimately that's going to be up to you to determine all i can do is describe my experience you, yes they're they're recognizable design and apple do that you know that the, the same with the the uh the airpods uh so if you want everyone to see did you spend 550 quid uh, they definitely do that. They have a uh, they have a an elongated kind of ear cup on the side, so they they'd be good for that. And I'm sure the sound quality would be pretty good. Um, although their the headphones, they're probably working with Monster, who make Beats and all that. And Beats are famous for not being that good. <laughs> so that'll be that'll be interesting. Um, I can give you my impressions. How do they stack up against uh, some of the same? Uh, types of headphones, the, uh, specifically the Sony XM4s and the Bose Nice Cancelling Headphone 700, as well as some of the other high-end Bluetooth. Uh, but in a word, where all these Grado and Focal, to name a few, have long had audiophile headphones priced well north of 1500 and a few people are outraged uh, at the latest Adidas Yeezys. Oh yeah, they're just saying other stuff is expensive too. Uh, this review, so they're really, this article is really kind of trying to justify them and things like that. Uh, this review is based on several days with the headphones. I'm still evaluating. So full metal jacket. The first thing you notice in the box is the build quality is like nothing that's out there in the 300 to 400 range. Okay, there's some stuff that's close. The Bores and Wilkins PX7. Um, Sennheiser Momentum 3 or the 30 euro <laughs> sound in tone uh, CX05s that I, I have uh, but they, they're not noise cancelling things like that they're just standard headphones but the sound quality is really good as well um, for its build quality down 280 from the list price also they're just saying the other ones have build quality uh, the one thing uh, may have a problem with is weight of the AirPods Max. These are definitely heavy headphones, weighing in at 385 grams. By comparison, the Sony is 254 grams, while the Bose are 249. Uh, they've got a lot of metal, stainless steel frame, aluminium ear cups that are reminiscent of Apple's MacBooks. Metals uh, weigh more than plastic, obviously, yeah, so... It's quite possible they could come away with a dent if they fell onto a pavement. Oh, okay, so they're saying the metal could easily dent. 
Of course, you don't want to drop any headphones on on the pavement. Uh, for heavy headphones, they're surprisingly comfortable, but they don't. Uh, but don't expect that they'll be super comfy for everyone, particularly those with neck problems. Personally, I thought it'd be nice if they were twenty percent lighter. Um, some people just don't like to wear big headphones. Okay, to get uh, they almost gel like memory foam ear pads. Um, it's more breathable than your typical leather or faux ear pads like those found in the XM4. As a result, your ears steam up less in warmer environments. You'll be able to replace those ear pads for 69 quid. Oh yeah, the ear pads like are magnetically held into it. That's actually a cool feature I, was, uh, I thought was cool. You can pull the ear pads out of it uh, if they get worn out or you can even get different colored ones but you're paying 70 quid. Uh, but I'm sure someone will make third party ones uh, eventually. The AirPod Max's battery should be also replaceable. Uh, you'll have you have to have Apple to do it though. Uh, it doesn't say how long the battery lasts. Uh, finally, I'd be remiss not to mention the swanky design touches like the telescoping arms and the springy pivoting hinges. Uh, there's no plastic creaking here. It's all well-oiled machine minus the oil. Are they as comfortable as the XM4 or Bose noise cancelling? In a lot of ways, yes. Like any other headphones, certain people might have a problem. Uh, with the Sony's or Bose fit but most folks like them to be and say they're very comfortable uh, I could wear the AirPods Max as long as both of those headphones uh, an hour straight wasn't a problem but you are aware you have a pair of substantial headphones on your head on the plus side uh, I do think the fabric ear pads really give the AirPods Max an advantage in preventing your ears from getting steamed up yeah he said that already high-end sound so the AirPods Max uh, do sound impressive like high-end headphones with tight bass, natural mids, uh, crisp highs and wide soundstage for closed-back headphones. Uh, Apple does have EQ settings under music and settings for Apple Music anyway, and you can make them some slight customizations. Um, but mainly the default sound profile suited the eclectic taste in music that they were trying. Uh, Apple's intention with the AirPods Max is to serve up high-end audio experience uh, so how does it compare uh, Bluetooth headphones uh, or in for serious audiophiles tend not to bother oh yeah with Bluetooth headphones they use wired ones uh, but Bluetooth streaming has gotten better and better and especially with the new chip that's coming out next year the, the Snapdragon 888 um, the sound quality apparently through Bluetooth is going to increase quite a bit um, uh, the noise cancelling, but uh, the most you get uh, is accurate, pure sound, uh, high-end headphones, which is what high-end headphones is all ultimately about. Wired headphone coupled with poorly amplified source that plays lossless audio is going to get uh, you to the real promised land with properly amplified source. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the, I actually have a headphone amplifier. I've never tried it. Uh, the AirPods Max are missing some audiophile features. They currently stream only AAC, not AFTX. Uh, our AFTX HD or Sony's LDAC codecs, uh, which are compatible mostly with Android devices. It's possible to support for additional codecs. Also, they're really just, they're kind of, uh, if you, for the, the high-end audio, uh, the highest quality wireless audio, they're not really suitable if you're using Android uh, because they're just more designed to work with Apple products. Um, I've, I use Sony's LDAC now uh, with my... Uh, Realme X2 Pro um, Android phone and yeah the the sound quality is really really good um, that's just fine for owners of Apple's devices uh, with headphones yeah so it's fine 
for Apple users. Um, uh, that said, plenty of $50 earbud support, AFTX, and just listening to it uh, at spec doesn't mean all that much. Uh, oh yeah, so it's not about it's not just about the format; it's about the thing that's driving it as well. Uh, you can easily tell the difference between the, uh, uh, it's the sound cancelling. Actually, I want to see because Sony is supposed to have revolutionised the sound cancelling. So I really want to see if they how are they keeping up there. You can easily tell the difference between the sound of AirPods Max and that of the Sony XM4 and Bose noise cancelling headphones 700, both of which are excellent sounding wireless noise cancelling headphones. The Bose actually has more of an audiophile profile than the Sony. Uh, it's a little uh, better balanced and has smooth, even-handed sound. There are times when I like it better than the Sony, but the Sony has a lot of energy in the bass. Uh, that kind of energy works better with certain tracks. I don't find the Sony too bassy, though. I, I've been using the Sony now for like four or five months. And I definitely don't find it too bassy. I find it more neutral than, but maybe it's because my previous headphones are very bassy. So that could be the reason maybe. Um, but I find it quite neutral. Uh, I've actually turned on the bass boost on it to kind of get it more, a little bit more bassy because that's kind of the way I like it. Uh, but for like, if I want to really get to tell the quality of sound of a song, I am... Um, I turn off the bass boost and I, you know, because you can hear the rest of the, the song much clearer. But I, for music and stuff, I love to have a bit of bass on. Uh, what you get with the AirPods Max is just clever, more refined sound and basically no distortion at high volumes. Um, it doesn't say about the noise cancelling. Uh, AirPods Max are akin to the Bell, uh, wireless, which have more bass. Uh, if you if you take a track like Kate Brown's Be Like That and you immediately notice that the bass on the XM4 dominates the track, I don't find that now at all, to be honest. Uh, now, if you're into your bass, that could be a good thing. Uh, what about the noise cancelling higher-end headphones? You find yourself visualizing fingers plucking guitar. Noise cancelling king, okay. I've got little grief on YouTube for calling the AirPod Max the noise cancelling king. <laughs> Uh, without yeah, th this person does seem to be very very um pro those th them, but we'll have a look anyway. Uh, a lot of people simply won't believe that Max's noise cancelling could be any better than the noise cancelling of the Sony. Yeah, because Sony are doing it for a long time, and it's progressed and progressed and progressed, and you know, so they've really um they've really uh, perfected that, you know, uh, which I also declared the king of noise cancelling when it came out early this year. And uh, no one seemed to complain about that, yeah, because it's they've they've put in the time, you know. I'm going to stand by that assessment. The AirPods Max noise cancelling is arguably the best I've experienced, slightly edging out the noise cancelling of the XM4 and the Bose noise cancelling. To be clear, these are very subtle differences, and the majority of time uh, aren't sitting around, you know, uh, with noise cancelling on on it without listening to anything. This is how you have to test noise cancelling. Aren't sitting around with noise cancelling on without listening to anything. Uh, yeah, so all three headphones are very close in terms of their noise cancelling performance. But see, that's not even true either because I've heard lots of reviews saying that the Sony's are way ahead of the Bose ones in many different aspects. So uh, if he's saying that they're all that the Bose and the Sony's are all close and the Max is close to them, then you know th there's been reviews where they've like. Um, there's been like forensic reviews that I've seen on YouTube and they've definitely concluded that, uh, that the Sonys are ahead. So 
in when it comes to noise cancelling. Now, there's definitely ones that are ahead on sound quality of Sony, but when it comes to noise cancelling, that, that the other ones are trying to catch up like. Uh, so that's very strange that he'd say that uh, the, the three of them are, are together. Uh, when So that makes me question the, the Apple's ones as well, so I need to read a few more reviews of it. But Now they do go on to say that they haven't used the headphones in a lot of environments due to the pandemic. They have been on a plane for a while. Um, yeah, but sure, that's kind of what they're designed for. They haven't been on the streets in New York. The person must live in New York. Um, and by a loud air, they were beside the loud air conditioning to try it out, uh, as well as uh, near running water from a faucet. <laughs> so, yeah, so they've had limited testing of it. So I suppose they, they kind of admit themselves that they haven't got a full review of it yet. So, um yeah, you. Uh, I actually, what I did was I um, put on a YouTube video, which you can do with the sound of like the ambient sound on an airplane, and tested them that way. But now I haven't compared them to a lot of other noise cancelling, active noise cancelling. But I have read other people's reviews, people that I trust and that, that I've heard a long, uh, long time saying that, you know, saying their reviews. But uh, uh, interesting, anyway. That's the AirPods Max. Uh, do you know what? The time is flying. We'll just go quickly through some of the other stories. Twitter is shutting down Periscope in 2021 because it costs too much to run. Yet that Periscope like took off and it was really popular for a very short time. People were using it and then it just seemed to disappear. I haven't seen anyone use it in ages, so they're shutting it down next year. It probably won't be missed, to be honest, because not many people have been working it. Apple, Amazon, Google, Facebook uh, spent billions on sparking new offices, on sparkling new offices, and now they're nearly empty. The coronavirus pandemic has pushed most techies to work from home, and this is what CNET says will ha- uh, happen when it's all over. Uh, Apple reportedly has spent $5 billion building its big campus in California. Uh, Uber has spent a billion uh, yeah, so they all have massive one, massive um, campuses. And uh, there's one thing that these sites have in common: they're pretty much empty the last year. But thanks to the coronavirus, vaccine workers should be able to stream back in within the next year. Also, they they're hoping that the companies will fill back up. Okay, so that's good. Uh, HBO Max, Roku strike a deal at last. Oh yes, we had that earlier, and that's it. That's been our show for today. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, if you have any questions during the week or anything, you can text them in and they'll be they'll be forwarded on to me to zero eight seven one double six nine eight hundred, or you can call zero six nine double six two hundred. And any um, any questions or anything like that, I'll answer them on next week's show. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, see you next week. Uh, peace. <laughs>